Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 271, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. No one wants to make bad decisions that could jeopardize their future, but sometimes our own biases can get in the way, whether it's trusting our gut too quickly or holding on to an idea for too long. Having certain biases can lead us down a risky path of decision making. Studies have shown that Everyone has their own biases that can lead to bad decisions. Now, there are five common biases that I believe are causing us to make bad decisions beyond others. So, what are these biases? How can we avoid them? And what sort of strategies can we use to overcome them to make better decisions? Number one, 
loss aversion. This is the tendency to prefer avoiding losses to acquiring gains. In other words, our fear of failure, aka loss, is greater than our desire to win. For many, the pain of losing is psychologically about twice as powerful as the pleasure of gaining. This bias can lead us to make decisions that are not in our best interest because we are more focused on avoiding potential losses than maximizing potential gains. For example, let's say you are considering investing in a new business. You may be more hesitant to take the risk if there is a potential for loss, even if the potential for gain is high. This can lead us to make decisions that are overly cautious and can prevent us from taking advantage of opportunities. So, how can we overcome loss aversion? To overcome loss aversion, it can be helpful to carefully consider the potential costs and benefits of each decision. This can help us to weigh the potential losses against the potential gains and to make more balanced and informed decisions. Additionally, we can try to be objective and consider the long-term consequences of each decision rather than just focusing on the short-term potential losses. Another strategy is to reframe the decision in terms of potential gains rather than potential losses. So, for example, instead of thinking about the potential loss of investing in a new business, we should shift our focus on the potential gain of the investment. This can help to shift our focus from the potential risks to the potential rewards and can make it easier to make decisions that are in our best interests. Next, Focus on your emotions. This means that we avoid letting our emotions cloud our judgment. This is because loss aversion can be driven by strong emotions like fear or anxiety. So we should focus on trying to stay calm and rational when making decisions and refrain from letting our emotions drive our choices. Lastly, we should try taking small risks first. This helps us build confidence and become more comfortable with the idea of taking calculated risks in the future. Number two, self-attribution. This is the tendency to attribute our success to our own abilities and characteristics, but also to attribute our failures to external factors. This bias can lead us to overestimate our own abilities and to underestimate the role of luck or external factors in our success. For example, if you receive a good grade on a test, you may attribute it to your intelligence and hard work. But if you receive a poor grade, you may attribute it to the difficulty of the test or to external distractions. So, What's the danger here? This can lead us to have an inflated view of our own abilities and can prevent us from learning from our mistakes. So, how can we overcome self-attribution? To overcome self-attribution bias, it can be helpful to carefully evaluate the reasons for both our success and our failures. This can help us to have a more balanced and realistic view of our abilities and can make it easier for us to learn from our mistakes. 
Additionally, we should try to consider the role of external factors and luck in both our success and our failures and to be humble about our accomplishments. We can seek out feedback from others, meaning we ask others for their perspective on our performance. This can help us to understand the role that external factors may have played in our success and failures. Once a month, I have a reminder on my calendar for what I call my personal review. This is where I seek feedback and input from five people that were closest to me over that month. It can be related to something more specific or something more general. This provides valuable insight into areas where I can improve that I may be blind to or where I'm less objective. Lastly, we should try to be open to criticism and to use it as an opportunity to learn and grow rather than defensively attributing it to external factors. Number three, framing. This is the way that information is presented to us and how it can influence our decision making or perception of a situation. For example, if we are presented with two options, one that has a 90% success rate and one that has a 10% success rate, we may be more likely to choose the first option because it is framed in a more positive light. So what's the danger? This can lead us to make decisions based on how information is presented rather than on the actual facts. So, how can we overcome framing? To overcome the framing effect, try to carefully evaluate the information that is presented to you and consider how it is being framed. This can help us to make decisions based on the actual facts rather than on how the information is presented. Additionally, try to seek out multiple perspectives and sources of information. This can help us to have a more well-rounded view of the situation. Seek out unbiased sources of information, meaning we specifically look for sources of information that are objective and unbiased to help ensure that we are not being influenced by framing biases. Lastly, avoid relying solely on your gut instinct. Now, you might be thinking, wait, Scott, you've said in the past to go with your gut instinct. Yes, but like anything, this comes down to balance and ensuring we are not solely leveraging our gut instincts. Our gut instincts can be influenced by framing biases. So, it is important to consider evidence and logical arguments when making decisions. Number four, confirmation bias. This is the tendency to search for and interpret information in a way that confirms our existing beliefs. This bias can lead us to make decisions that are not well-informed or based on a full understanding of the situation. For example, let's say we have a belief that a certain political candidate is the best choice. We may only seek out information that supports that belief and ignore information that contradicts it. So, what's the danger here? This can lead us to make decisions based on incomplete or biased information, and it can prevent us from considering 
other perspectives or alternative viewpoints. So how can we overcome it? To overcome the confirmation bias, it can be helpful to actively seek out information that challenges our existing beliefs. This can help us to have a more balanced and nuanced view of the situation and can make it easier for us to make well-informed decisions. Additionally, try to be open to new information and to consider it carefully rather than automatically dismissing it if it contradicts your existing beliefs. Another strategy is to seek out multiple perspectives and opinions and to consider the potential biases and limitations of the information that we have. This can help us to have a more well-rounded view of the situation and can make it easier for us to make decisions that are based on a full understanding of the facts. Lastly, we should try to be objective and to evaluate the evidence and the arguments on both sides rather than just focusing on information that confirms our existing beliefs. We need to always remind ourselves we tend to listen to the people who agree with our point of view. But if we always take this approach, how do we ever expand our perspective and grow? Number five, herding, also known as groupthink or conformity bias. This is the tendency to follow the actions or opinions of others, even if they are not in our best interest. Meaning, we follow a group even if those actions or beliefs go against our own judgment. This can lead to poor decision making and can have serious consequences. For example, if everyone else is buying a certain stock, we may feel pressure to buy it as well, even if we don't have all the information or if it is not a good investment. This can lead us to make decisions that are influenced by the action of others rather than by our own judgment. So, how can we overcome the herd mentality? First, seek out diverse perspectives, a common trend here. One way to counteract herding biases is to seek out diverse perspectives and consider different viewpoints. This can help us form a more well-rounded understanding of a situation and avoid making decisions based on the opinions of others. Next, evaluate the evidence. Instead of relying on the opinions of others, we should try to evaluate the evidence for ourselves, meaning we look for objective sources of information and consider multiple sides of an issue before making a decision. We can also use critical thinking skills, such as questioning assumptions, seeking out additional evidence, and evaluating the reliability and validity of sources. This can help us make more informed decisions and avoid being swayed by the opinions of others. Lastly, and I have found this one to be the most effective in my life, seek out a diverse group of advisors. Just like a business has a board of advisors, we can seek out a diverse group of advisors who can provide different perspectives. This can help us avoid falling prey to hurting biases and make more informed decisions from several perspectives of those we trust and look up to. If we become aware of these five biases, we can avoid falling victim to poor 
decisions. This week's shout out is by Theo who wrote Overview on Apple. The best, love them all, so inspiring and motivating and I feel like my mind is in a safe space when I'm listening. Thanks, Theo. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Who knows? You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into five biases that lead to bad decisions. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.